Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. What's up? It's your girl, Big Mally. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. Hey, you hear me beating down your block hit a home run like a guy to socks i ain't really with the drama all right today we got big molly hopping off the porch with us today that's <laughs> good how you feeling sis good how about you cooling cooling so what you out here working on in atlanta um i've just been doing like little promo shit like for you know my single hear me it's been climbing up the radio charts and so i've been turning it up for sure how often do you get a chance to come out here to Atlanta? You know, someone asked me that earlier. I don't come to Atlanta a lot, but I be out here like enough, like at least like every two months type shit. That's fine. And how would you describe Atlanta versus Raleigh, North Carolina? It's like, it's bigger, it's real big. Raleigh little, like real small, small as fuck. So it's like, you just running in the same circles, but here it's like, it's like big, like you got a lot of stuff. So yeah. from like food to malls and studios and shit like that. For sure. And for those who don't know, how would you describe life in Rising North Carolina? Simple as hell. <laughs> it's like a normal life, it's simple. I ain't see, I'm not from Raleigh, I'm from Henderson. So Raleigh cool though. I mean, I like, I live there, so it's like, it's cool and shit. So how would you describe Henderson, North Carolina? That shit is like, I love my city, but it's, it's fuck, not fucked up, but it's like, it's like the hood. It's, that's, it's small, like it's way smaller than Raleigh too. So 
that's it's like a little bit worse because it's like you run in the same circle. Like we only got like for example, like we only got like one Walmart type shit, like one Bojangles, like ain't no mall. Like you wanna go to the mall, like you gotta go to Raleigh. So it's like it ain't no studio, it ain't nothing. So it ain't shit. It's nothing. I love my city, but it's just small. We ain't got really much too. How would you describe your childhood growing up in Henderson? It was great. Like, see, like my my people's like my brothers and like my daddy and my mama and shit. Like they was known in Henderson. Like, so it's like niggas already knew. Like, but I still had a, a normal like life of a, a black kid growing up in the city that ain't got much. Like, that's real. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? I knew you were asking that shit. Um, bro, I've really been like when I was born type shit. <laughs> been junk. What would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned growing up? The biggest life lesson? Mm-hmm. Nothing is free. <laughs> Why you say that? Cause it's fact. You ain't gonna get nowhere, bro. Like ain't nothing free. Like you gotta work for everything. Like, only thing that's free is love, and you don't want that because it's like you don't even know if it's real or not, so. No, oh, that's real. That's deep. <laughs> she done said something right there. So what would you say is the biggest obstacle you overcame so far in life? Like, being something that motherfuckers never thought I could be. Like, that's my biggest accomplishment because it's like, when niggas like back then, when they was like talking shit or whatever, like I ain't have too much like to say cause it's like, okay, like we in the same boat right now. But now was like, I really watched that shit like tables turn. Like now the, them same motherfuckers, like they be commenting on my shit, posting my shit in my DM, swiping up on my shit. Like we cool and all that shit. Like, so like my biggest obstacle probably overcoming like fake shit. Like, <laughs> That's real though. So when would you say you started making music? When I was like 14. You remember the first song you recorded and wrote? Hey, yeah, that shit was called Migo. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> How you gonna make me sing that hoe? Uh, it was like, um, fucking with my Migo get you killed, nigga. Unload a hundred fucking kilos, what's the deal, nigga? You a OPP or Radis good, nigga. And those, uh, NSB no sleep, my boys are jail, niggas. You can go still, that shit still on YouTube. And so you wrote that when you were 14? Yeah. What the like, hell? I was like 14 going on 15 Okay. Shit. But still, even that age, that's crazy. <laughs> so what motivated you to start taking music serious? When I got, when I seen like big ass labels looking at me, like just off of me being independent. Like seeing how like hard I was working and shit, like that shit was like, okay, cool. Like now, like you got all these people that want to put like the support and the budget and shit behind you. So it's like, okay, you gotta get serious. Cause it's like, this is what I want to, like this like, I consider this shit my job. Like this is some shit I really want to do. Like this ain't nothing that, cause I know uh, people always say that shit like, I love my job, I love my job, but it's like, I eat, sleep and breathe my shit. So, and this is how I take care of myself. This is yeah. how I take care of the people around me. So. It's serious for me. Like. For sure. So who would you list as some of your musical influences? See, <laughs> when people ask me that, I always say, I, I ain't never had nobody that like made me want to rap, but it's like, it's celebrities that was before me that I fuck with hard that I want to like collab with, like Nicki. 
I always say that her, Nikki, Meek Mill, and Gotti, like them three, them the three niggas I want to work with. Why you say them three? Well, Nikki, cause she just the like she the like Nikki been doing this shit, and I fuck with Nikki. I feel like she a real bitch, and Meek, cause I feel like he a real nigga. Like he just get like he. Ain't, he ain't never did no flaw shit. Like out of all the niggas in the industry, I feel like him and like a couple, like it's a couple other niggas, but I feel like he like one of the realest niggas. Like, and he take care of his people and shit. And he care like not only about this rap shit, that nigga care about what's going on. Like he be trying, I can say that. That's real. Hey yo. So tell us, how did you get your rap name? Huh, I got that shit. Um, I was in the studio um, with one of my friends and he started calling me um, Big Mally, and I just started going with that name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, when yeah. did you notice the turning point in your career? Like, okay, they all watching. I got everybody's attention. I'm when I started want. getting like 100,000 100, views and shit. Well, like, when I started getting like 50K too, but like, when I started hitting like the hundreds, like, within a matter of a couple of weeks, I was like, okay, like, keep, keep doing this shit. Yeah. Like, like the I'm chosen one. So with all that momentum building up, tell us how it led to your deal with South Coast Music Group. <laughs> all right, so, all right, I'm trying to get a lot of, um, <laughs> all of that. So South Coast Music Group came about, um, well, I was being lit, like around the Carolinas type shit. Like I was putting out videos and I was getting booked like for little shows, like not nothing major, but like little shit. And I was just getting, I was networking a lot, so, South Coast found me. Really, Carter was the first nigga that found me. He DM'd me. He was the first nigga DM me. Him and Zach, I could say that. Them niggas, like, like a whole year before I was even signed, them niggas was like showing me love. So when that shit happened, I was cool with this other nigga and he was like fucking with one of the A&Rs and the A&R kept telling him like, oh, you need to bring Mally, bring Mally. And one day, I was bullshitting for a minute, but one day, Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I came and Carter was there and we didn't even talk. It was crazy as fuck. Me and Carter, we didn't even talk the whole session. But <laughs> we didn't talk the whole time. We just listened to my music and then that was it. And then the next, like a week or two later, I had a meeting with um, Arnold in the same studio and all my, like my whole, like my mama and my brothers and all that shit was there. He was just on some shit. Like he was fucking with, fucking with me. So like around like my 18th birthday, like that. So that all, everything I just said happened like a couple months before. So around my 18th birthday, that's when like I officially signed, became the first lady. That's hard. Hell yeah. Was there a specific song you would say that caught Carter's and Arnold's attention? Hell yeah, the fuck? Um, G Triple L T. Um, I think them the top two, the fuck and G Triple L T. Really? That's hard. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that was an easy balance, balancing out school and your rap career? Like, okay, see, yeah, cause school, like I switched, I went to like different schools, like when I had started going in high school and shit. So I had got, I had ended up getting kid out of high school for some other shit and I went to an alternative school and I ended up graduating early like I graduated when I was 16 so 
that shit, I mean, it ain't, that shit helped because I was able to, like, get more into the rap shit, but, like, I wasn't really, like, school, that shit was, when I went to the other school, everything was on, like, computer type shit, and I got out early as fuck, like, I, I went to this shit, I don't even remember the name, that shit was in um, Raleigh, though, it, we got out at, like, we went in at, like, 7, you get out at 11 type shit, it was on the computer, can't have your phone, metal detector, like some bullshit. <laughs> so it was real it was real easy like to get that shit out the way and then go to the studio cause I'm getting out at eleven o'clock in the morning. I ain't got shit else to do for the day. Yeah. And like I mean I had jobs and shit when I was working, but I stopped working when I was sixteen. Yeah. I quit my last job and I ain't worked since then. Why so early? Why so young? But cause I had started getting lit. Like yeah. features was coming, shows was coming. And then like labels was paying attention, so I'm like, shit, well, I'm about to turn it, take this shit all the way there. And ever since then, I just kept it solid. That's hard. And stayed, you know. What would you say is your current thoughts on the rap game as of now? <sighs> Man, that shit, <laughs> that shit, it, it's lit. I ain't gonna count. It's lit right now, but it's like, it's a lot of bullshit going on right now too. So it's like. You gotta like choose wisely type shit, like who you work with. Like I know a lot of motherfuckers like, cause a lot of my supporters, they always say they don't see me with like a lot of artists and shit like that, but, and it ain't even cause I'm on funny shit, it's just, I'm a genuine motherfucker. Like I fuck with niggas who fuck with me. So if I show you that I fuck with you one time, not even, it don't even have to be one time. Even if I show you that I fuck with you, I feel like when it's your turn to show me that you fuck me and you don't do that shit, I'ma just like, I ain't finna, the shit. I like genuine shit. Like, I don't like label made shit. Like, if I'm gonna do a song with a nigga, I wanna vibe out with a nigga and do the song. I don't want the label to have to, oh, let's put this together, do that, because it ain't gonna be like. It ain't gonna be genuine. Yeah, like, in the vibe ain't gonna be right. The song might not turn out how niggas thought, because we ain't even meet type shit. So, I feel like the rap game, it's like, it's really on some, it's side picking, a lot of clicking up type shit. Like, but it's cool though, like it's a lot of hot shit going on in the streets right now that I'm fucking with. I'm listening to a lot of new shit, so I fuck it's cool right now, I guess. Right That's now. Hard. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest risk that you took that paid off? Quitting my job. At 16. <laughs> and stop doing like other shit like that was making me money. And I just went all off the rap shit and it worked. That's real. What was something you feel like you couldn't no longer pursue or do in order to make your dreams come true? Hanging with niggas, fucking cutting people off. Cause like, for real, for real, I just, I feel like that was the best thing I did too though. Cause that shit showed me early, like while I'm coming up, like I ain't even getting like, like these like big nigga money type shit. Like I'm I'm on I'm coming up, so I can only imagine how you gonna act like when the rich go platinum. So it was a risk, but it was worth it. I don't care. For real. <laughs> <laughs> That's raw though. I don't give no fuck. How would you describe the music scene out of North Carolina right now? It's lit. I fuck with niggas. Like what you mean, like artists? Yeah, like <laughs> artist-wise, the scene-wise, you know what I'm saying? Like, how has it impacted your city? Like, multiple cities in North Carolina. You know, we've seen a lot of talent come from various places out of North Carolina right now. 
Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I fuck with North Carolina artists though. Now don't get me wrong. Now that shit lit. It's just like I'm still how, how I feel. Like I feel like all the artists in North Carolina right now, like y'all, everybody. Don't get me wrong. Like the new artists, they doing that shit. Like it's cool, but like the motherfuckers, like me. Like I started coming up around like 2018, 2019. So I just feel like. Then some people that was like lit the same around the same time as me, like they sh like they kind of like fell back from the shit. And I ain't gonna say no names, but it's like damn, like you know, like motherfuckers rooting for you. So it's like that's one thing about the North Carolina thing that I can't say. Like that shit kind of like, cause like you see a lot of motherfuckers like they don't even really care no more. But like other than that, like it's cool. Like I see a lot of motherfuckers like working with each other, networking, artists signing other artists. Like that shit cool. Like, I fuck with a lot of. Like some of the niggas that I fuck with, Carolina artists, I fuck with um, Lil Bree. That's my nigga. She a female rapper. Um, I fuck with um, who else? Um, Ken, Instagram Ken and NGB. Then my then my dogs. Um, who else? Fucking. Um, I'm trying to think. The whole social currency. That's my family though. You already see. Yeah. So Shaq, John. You know, Tian, everybody, that whole family. Um, who else? It's just, it's a lot of motherfuckers from North Carolina doing their shit though. Um, I really fuck with everybody. Like, I don't really got too many problems like with niggas. Like, with, it's just a lot of niggas I ain't work with. Yeah. You know? But those a couple motherfuckers I fuck with. Yeah. Why do you think the talent was overlooked out of North Carolina for so long? Because it's North Carolina, like, bruh. <laughs> Like our name itself, like when we mention that shit, like when I go to Miami and like LA and here and shit like that, and I, well, y'all know North Carolina cause we right next door, but they be like, they be on some like, what, what that said? Like, I ain't never been like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, so I ain't gonna count like the, the big people like that made the shit live, like I do salute like what they did. Cause it's like, it's working now. Like now niggas do know us though. like. It ain't even just North Carolina, like it's North Carolina and South Carolina, like we the Carolinas, period, type yeah. shit. So, yeah. Talk to us about your latest <laughs> single, Hear Me. Okay, so Hear Me is like my first, like, I feel like that's like my first real, like, club banger type shit. Like, that shit going up on the radio at home. Like, and see, they was playing my shit in Turks and Caicos on the radio. Like, is doing good. Hear me, that's like, I made that shit in the studio like a month before All In came out. Um, that It was produced by my nigga Ism. He signed to um, us too, um, South Coast Ism Beats. And he made the beat, we was together. He made, It was me, him, and Arnold. He made the beat and then um, the nigga Arnold was like, I don't know, you gonna get on that? Cause you know, I be on gang shit. So in the Hear Me, it's kind of like, you know, more like, Dancing, like grooving type, girly type shit. So I told him, I said, shit, I know I can get in the house. So yeah. I went in there and I just did that shit and it came out good. And we shot the video. It took me 12 hours to shoot the video. It was a two day shoot. The first day was nine hours, the next day was four. Yeah. Here we are, 500,000 views later. Half a million. You thought it was going to go up like that or did you have the vision? Like, no, nah, I know this for one. I felt it because everybody kept saying it. Yeah. Like everybody around me kept saying it, so I felt it, but 
you know, you never expect your shit to got down. Yeah. But it did, so I was happy with it, yeah. For sure. So talk to us about your latest release, All In. Well, Project, that's it. That's my album, um, All In. It's basically really just like a whole bunch of like songs of me just venting for real for I feel like I was speaking on there. I don't think I was rapping. And I was being real versatile. Like I had some, I was talking about some shit, like everything. Like I feel, I've told a story on each song really I felt like. And I feel like other than, like all my other albums was good as hell. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm always saying my shit banging, but other than All In, the, I feel like All In and Gangsta Talk was like my best two like albums type shit. So yeah. other than Gangsta Talk, all in was like right like in my heart like i worked hard on that shit and that shit took me like six months that's the hardest i ever worked on anything like i feel like and that's another thing like i dropped three tapes last year in one year like i don't know nobody else like working that hard bro like so for me to come back like right when the new year hit like with another one i just felt like that shit was great yeah and i put i put like i said i worked four months on that shit bro so i put a lot of work on that yeah, you put a lot of time in on Yeah. How did straight action with Fat Lope come together? <laughs> I said four, I meant six, my bad. But Fat, so Fat, um, that's my little bro. Um, I met Fat through Zach, Black Zach. Um, that's my bro too. That's my big bro. Um, that's his artist. He got a label, DME the label. You know, those that's my family too. Um, so me and Fat, we just I had I've been had the song for a minute. And I was, I knew I wanted to put somebody on it, but like I was going through different motherfuckers and when Fat sent his verse back, I was like, oh yeah, like that's the one. And especially, it was good because um, around that time, Zach was just like bringing them, bringing them like, you know, like lit and shit. So I felt like it was uh, gonna be some good shit for both of us. And that shit was, t- it was a banger. They were playing that whole in the club at home too. For sure. Yeah. So what would you say is your personal favorite song from All In? Talk about it and whole lot. Then my two favorite and Big Bank with Fredo, that's my shit too. But talk about it a whole lot, whole lot because I'm, I feel like that's like I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm telling like how I came up, like how I went easy and how like a lot of motherfuckers like in my position, like with the whole little viral shit and other shit going on in the industry, like a lot of people in my spot would have been like quit, <laughs> like yeah. fuck this shit. So I feel like I, I was stay strong through this shit and I'm still, you know, grinding. I'm still out here. So are you currently working on a new project? Shh. Oh, okay. It's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on some shit, but I ain't gonna tell y'all the name though. What can listeners expect from that project? Some more fire. Some more bang, some more hard shit. This one's gonna be different though. I'm trying like all types of different flows, so it's gonna be it's gonna be some shit though. For sure. Shit so. Not to mention, you also are on the lineup for Rolling Loud New York City 2021. How excited yeah. for you are that? <laughs> I'm excited as fuck. That's gonna be my first Rolling Loud, so. Is your first time in New York? No. No. Nah. I got family up there. So this your first Rolling Loud? Yeah. What you looking forward to? What you looking forward to? Like, what you looking to expect? Like, what you looking to get into? The crowd. Like, I wanna see how that shit gonna look. I want to like a whole bunch of people because if it's a whole bunch of people, I ain't gonna be that nervous because it's like, yeah. okay, it ain't gonna be one motherfucker out here talking. Yeah. 
<laughs> but nah, I'm ready to see the crowd though for real. Like that shit gonna motivate me. It's gonna that's gonna help me. Like I'm ready for it. That's hard. Hey yeah. What else you working on right now? I'm working on another single. Really, I'm working on a remix from um All In. Um uh what's it? The last song, um Biggest on the Block. I'm working on a remix for that. So that's hard. Yeah, that shit gonna be hard. Any last words and shout outs? Um, not really. I mean, shit. Shout out to, uh, shout out to me first of all, cause I'm that bitch. I'm the gangster. And shout out to my mama, my family, my brothers. Shout out to uh, SMG, my family, DME, Social Currency, Carolina. You know everybody. Shout out to my gang. That came, jumped off the porch with me. Shout out to, you know. Shout out to y'all, Dirty Glove Bastard, nigga. For sure. <laughs> For having me on here. Nah, appreciate having you today, Molly, man. Nah, I appreciate you for having me. For sure. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.